Hey, 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 hey. Behind every great man is a great woman. And in my case, that woman is an intelligent, sophisticated, full-foreheaded stallion named Burton. And she's black. She can dance. I need you on this, buddy, because tonal shifts are tricky for me, and this is getting all serious. Come on. Foghorn needs leghorn. And I'm supposed to follow that up with something, and I fucked it up, Billy. <laughs> They're the same rooster, Sean. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> episode six. No, it's episode seven, season six of this podcast and of Psych, and it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And it's Amateur Hour on I've Heard It Both Ways. Welcome back. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. And we're riding shotgun in the blueberry with me, as always, is the safe cracking, monkey bread eating, gold chain stealing, woo, dinosaur discovering, soap opera acting, Kung Fu fighting son of a gun. He's having a hard time holding those alligators down. Woo! Billy, my man, how's it going? Hello. I mean, it's kind of nice for this episode that you fumbled that because you don't like this episode, and I love it. I don't yeah, know if love might be strong, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I think this is the first time in some time, if maybe ever, ever that I think we've uh, wildly disagreed about an episode. Uh, there are, well, let's, before before we get into that, today, folks, we are talking, uh, as Billy said, Psych Season 6, Episode 7, In for a Penny. And um, let, me, let me get the synopsis out of the way here so we can then uh, get into the, Billy can hit the sounder on the process and, and we can get cooking with this episode. So while working on a case, Sean and Gus also plan a birthday party for Juliet. They find out her absentee father is in town and hope to reconcile Juliet with her father as a gift. The father is a con man who has trouble towing the line. William, you liked it. I didn't. Tell the people of our process. Well, I, I don't typically do it. I'll let Sean do it, and that would be... Usually starts with a holla and ends with a creamsicle. And then if there's time in between, Thundercats. Ho! Oh. Oh. Yeah, man. I've watched this episode three times mm -hmm. uh, since the last time we, 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 we recorded, and... I just don't care for it. It's not my <laughs> it's 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 not my cup of tea, William. <laughs> now that's not to say it isn't without its funny moments, because there certainly are some great uh there are some some great soliloquies by Sean in this. He's you know, uh Foghorn needs his leg horn. You know, that whole intro you did there, excellent. Uh, I thought <laughs> Gus was on point a few times, especially with his Southie accent, but and overall she's black. Yeah. She can dance. <laughs> she can dance. Right. That that's an all time like that's back to back episodes, I think, where we've had Sean sort of give these this this grand speech mm -hmm. and he's fucking nailed it. Right. So there are definitely some 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 good moments, but I thought overall there's nothing really to me that like stands out. Like in the in the pantheon of, of psych episodes from psych seasons, there's these moments that we always have on recall that we can go to when we think of a particular episode. And for me, I found this episode really to be pretty void of that. 
I would agree in the sense that it is devoid of like a moment you associate with the episode. But the foghorn needs leghorn might be one of the first things that I ever like Instagrammed about this show because that is one of the funniest things from the show because foghorn needs leghorn. Sean, they're the same rooster. Same rooster. Exactly. Like that is hilarious. And the lead, I forgot about the lead up. The behind every great man is a great yeah. woman. And that yeah. my woman is a black man. Like that is hilarious. I thought um, really great quotes, some good gags. Dude, the coin gag in this episode, <laughs> we'll get to it. When yeah. they start breaking it down. Yeah, I, that, that is I pretty love good. it. I love it. Uh, now, Frank is whatever. He's no Lloyd. We meet Lloyd later. I do like that they kept the continuity with Juliet's stepdad. One of the best episodes of Psych when we get to that one. Yep. With him and Henry, because that's uh, Jeffrey Tambor, who is unreal. But Frank was not bad in this episode. We'll get to him in a second. But, you know, there were meh parts of this episode. But I don't agree that it starts off slow. I thought the first, like, 20 minutes was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I found this entire episode to be pretty predictable and fairly uh, I, I don't know if i want to call Disagree. it lazy yeah I, find, I, I found it very lazy and very predictable like they i love two a... switcheroos i didn't expect frank to steal the penny and then i didn't expect the other people to be pawning or uh trying to like heist something else i thought that right. was actually a nice little twist see i i, I mean i love a good heist and I thought the problem was, is that as soon as you're introduced to uh, Frank and as soon as you find out he's a con man, for me, I just could not like I never believed for a second he was ever on the level. And then we get a moment towards the end of the they were going to golf with Bob Jones and Tita Nakasaki. That sounds right. legit. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, you know, and then, you know, the end when he, you know, I, I found it to be pretty like cliche when you get the reveal at the end that he was there for all of her moments. Like, I agree. That, like, I didn't like that. Like, th there was just a lot about this episode that I just felt like. Sean does Sean things so well, and he's able to do that in every episode that it makes you appreciate and love all the things that he does. But like, and he's usually able to like really carry an episode, even when like the plot is kind of mad. I just like, I thought he did. I thought he was. No, he I'm was. not. I'm, he was. He was true. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, this is the one time where I felt like you had Sean way up here. And then, like, I put Sean and Gus together. And then everything else was just, like, meh. Because I thought Lassie was very out of character when he was, like, gaga for Frank. Because usually Lassie's... <laughs> I <don't like> <laughs> yeah, but usually, like, for Lassie's character, he's going to question that. He right? wasn't gaga. He was questioning, except the one part, which was great, where he was like, sir, I used to have that problem. What you want to do is you want to use your diaphragm. <laughs> like, right, that, right, right. that was great. I do... I'm on the same level here with the mushy stuff from Frank to Jules, but yeah. Jules to Frank, her speech about never. She was great. You're right. She was great. She was tremendous. I yeah. thought that was great. The writing yeah. for Frank to Jules was a little bit too much, especially like the over like 
the juggler and the song yeah. you chose. It could have been a little bit better done on that part. But on the whole, I really like there's some fucking hilarious parts of this episode. You know, it just it just struck me. You know what they should have done? I think it would have been it would have been played a little bit better. Uh, granted, they didn't have the de-aging technology, but that mm. kind of would have made it funny. Was I'm instead right. of him saying all those things, give us a quick montage. Well, give you could us even quick... have like you could have had just like the back of his head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us like a little montage of all mm. of that. Make make that be a bit of a reveal instead of him just sort of saying because I, I thought it was cliche. I thought it was it was corny. Uh, it was corny and, and all that. But you are right. Like Jules, Jules did a really good job. Like, she acted her ass off, you know, in this episode. Maybe I just, her best episode, acting wise. Yeah, I I her you're, you're not wrong. Were, on that. were yeah. delivered perfectly. The Mister Yin episodes are good. She's great in those. But this might be her best season if we're thinking about it, maybe. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, but but you're right, you know. And I think I I can't. I've come in really low. You you might be able to talk me up of a, a oh don't let me two, talk but... you up i want you to go go hard on this <laughs> so it's the first thing billy said was like don't don't back down don't <laughs> back down um but like yeah it just i don't know like i remember watching this the first time i remember you know when it aired live oh they got let's get to it um our guest star uh william shatner and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be good, right? Because I was, I was, I was hoping for Shatner to be a little bit more Shatner, and he was a little too. Autotrader.com. Oh, and that drove me nuts. <laughs> I loved, I, I loved that. Oh, I did not like that. That was like, oh, oh come on, guys. placement. Come that on, was fucking great. The way they worked it in too. Autotrader.com. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That did that. That did. <laughs> No fun doc here. That one yeah. didn't didn't land with me. I mean, I get it. I get it. And those those commercials were, were every especially on USA. Everywhere. They were everywhere. And then Kay, uh, Kaylee Cuoco, you know, then kind of took them over for a bit and then they were gone. You never saw a trainer mm -hmm. ever again. It's carpenters. Um, yeah. Um uh, so uh, writer director for this episode. We've heard him uh, you've heard us mention this guy's name a mm -hmm. ton. Mel Damsky. Spelling bee, forget me not. Bop, 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 bop. He did a whole a whole bunch of this. Yeah, he's got now. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's got a real uh, a real good mix here. You know. So what I would say too is, you know, obviously writer director, probably not a solo writer of it. I thought maybe this was if I were to put myself in the moment of like being there, maybe not the best script, but I thought what he probably added directing was pretty good pacing. Like, the speeches were great. Like, there were certain moments that were super psych. Like, the, like we'll get to the coin stuff. The coin stuff fucking drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing Psych Man, which is an episode, uh, you know, neither of us like. So he's he's had some really good ones. He had some, some middle-of-the-road ones. Writers, oh, uh, Todd Hartham and Steve Franks, the writers. He was the director. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the director, yep. So guest star Franco uh, William Shatters, Franco Harris. So let's 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 hop into it here. So uh, we get the flashback scene. Uh, you know the purpose of it was to, was just to show that Juliet's dad is a deadbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it was particularly needed. This is one they could have you could have just jumped right into it. Um, and just had Jules do what Jules did was like say, "Don't talk about my father. I don't want to talk about my father." And you would have understood and gotten it. You didn't need that that dopey flashback. Um, but we're at the uh, we're at the station, and 
right from the get-go, everyone's sort of on high alert uh, because uh, a gang of thieves has just broken someone out of prison. And that's the that's the police department's you know top priority. But we also find out it's Jules' 30th birthday. Sean is planning it. Billy, what could go wrong? They're worried about three things. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. <laughs> and Gary Busey. <laughs> like, again, great gag. Because yeah. Gary Busey is scary looking. He also says he's trying to land ginormous pony- ponies, which is a recurring thing, which is appa- which yeah. apparently we're just calling horses now. <laughs> right, right. Which I did, like, I did. That's like, great. That's the stuff I love, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the, the psych I love. I guess they just, there was just a lot of this. It just, it just. They had this episode punch. didn't fucking land with me, man. That that's yeah, all. They had some good punch. It happens. Um, so we find out Jules's dad is in town, but she she tells Sean right from uh-huh. the get go, we nope, John, don't even fucking think about it. And what does Sean do? He thinks about it. Well, because he knows women, and only two <laughs> women in the world know women like him. That that's would be right. him and NBC News anchor. Brian Williams, which was, that, that's fucking hysterical. And this was before like the fake chopper reports. Yeah, too. So before like, Brian Williams was like, and it's know, a good thing he didn't pick the other that. guy either. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, Matt Lauer! Oh what what a terrifying but, like, human being. Brian Williams, like besides that, was like he's an okay guy, right? Yeah, he was just you know he was <laughs> yeah just you know you know a, a regular old uh, Mike Barnacle, you know. Yeah. Uh, for the, for, the, for the local people, yeah, for the local people there. Uh, so Sean finds out that Jules's dad is uh, is at a local uh, country club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they show up at the golf course, and this is where we get the intro- introduction to to um, Bob Jones and Tito Nakasagi. <laughs> Bob Jones, Tito told Nakasagi. I'm a dead ringer for Tito Nakasagi, <laughs> and if this isn't a Bob Jones, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did like uh, from Shatner. Uh, was him busting on Gus for being a single guy and him knowing it. <laughs> like, that was funny. Right? How do you know uh, I'm single? Like, How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. That was... A, oh, and then uh, there's a scene coming up which is like where they're drinking the scotch. He goes, smooth, right? And the look on, uh, you know, Sean and Gus's face is priceless. But we get introduced to Frank, who looks like a rich playboy th- philanthropist, right? Mm-hmm. He's in this beautiful golf course you know uh, mansion you know drinking fine scotch he's got a he's planning a yacht trip i will uh, say he, the first time i watched this i knew that was bullshit oh yeah the chateau right frank's mm-hmm. chateau and uh you know this is where they drink the scotch we get the great face and sean sean's trying to, to, to mend fences here and uh even frank knows it's uh, it's a losing battle yeah because he was out of her life and you know sean doesn't even know how bad of a guy he actually is yet he's just right you know they think it's real which again maybe to your not love of the episode it's like yeah sean should probably sniff around this guy and figure out he's not a playboy billionaire um but they go they bring him to the police station which is probably the dumbest thing you could do yeah and here's the other thing too is that jules knows her father and so like the fact that he's still allowed to be a part of the case, mm-hmm. knowing her father's background, like, uh, again, like there was just, uh, man, no, I just didn't like it. So we're back <laughs> at the station. <laughs> Jules is very pissed off that Shauna has invited uh, her dad to the party. And quite frankly, I don't blame her. Like, this no. is an instance where you listen to the your woman. 
and uh, she tells you she doesn't want her old man around, then you don't have her old man around. That's not good for anybody. Right. Well, I mean, it, it is a problem because there are only two Sean's, right? There's <laughs> regular right. Sean and Malibu yeah. Sean. There's that's a relationship right. Sean. <laughs> I would love to see a Malibu Sean movie, right? You give, give us a, give us a psych spoof on the Barbie movie. I, I'm here Ooh, for it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Franks, we're writing the next movie here for you. So this is where Jules sort of reveals that her dad's a con man. You two are fucking idiots for for believing him because that's not his chateau. Mm. Uh, and as they're there, there's another there's a crime in progress. So this is where the prison break happens. And of course, Frank knows exactly who it is. That's Jimmy uh, Fitz. It's Jimmy Fitz. Great names and, in this episode, by the way. Jimmy oh, Fitz. Yeah. Great name. Yeah. The Nagas, uh, Nagasaki, whatever the guy's name Tito is. Tito Nagasaki. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. That That's a great name. That That's a Madden name. Billy. Mm. Oh, right. that is. That should be a Madden name. And so they're at the station, you know, and um, yeah, I, I don't know, Matt. Like, it, just it's. You get the the typical stuff like it's like cliche one hundred and one in this episode where he's there he's trying to make amends with Jules Jules is not trying to have he's like but I'm clean I'm turning a corner you know like I how can many name corners a... is that now for you which 11? I thought again no 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 still turning oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jules's like writing was snappy his was wrote it was very cliche it was very yeah. par for the course. But I, d- I did think it was balanced nicely by Jules's actual really good dialogue. Oh, and, but there was a funny line here, and I'm I'm, I'm glad you bolded this because I, I didn't want to forget this. So we, we this is where <laughs> this this is where we get the behind every great man is a great woman right line, which was great. And then you know Sean's just like we got you know he looks to Frank, he goes, we need to ease into this. Just how Gus eased into being black. <laughs> That fucking killed me. <laughs> hilarious. Ha, fucking hilarious. Because the way he says it, and I it's just that that's one of the best running gags in this series is Sean just always knocking Gus for his blackness. Right? Not even knocking, just or, like yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I wish I knew you when you were black. Or, yeah, like not know, respecting like his blackness. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like the casualness of just like he drops the line and Gus. I don't even think he reacts to it because he's just no. so, it's unbelievable. He never reacts to it, which is the best. It's almost as like he's like, yeah, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I, I understand. Um, so, you know, Jules's dad knows who is in the prison, you know, uh, you know, also who, long Pock, great name for prison. Oh, right. Right. Um, so we get all that stuff going on. And then you, 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 you caught this. I didn't. Uh, I hated this. This was to me the biggest thing, and I I noticed this the first time I watched it. Gus is one of the foremost, or whatever you would call it, like safe cracking people that there is. Yeah, they developed the trope of the safe cracker magazine, and I believe like the third episode about the um the woman and the ring with the wedding. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, like, right. It goes back to episode two or, th- or three or four or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. and it's in a lot of other episodes, including your favorite episode, the uh, Viagra Falls episode. Damn right, you're proving my point, son. So, uh, and that's kind of like that. Like, I could not believe it, and like somehow work Gus into the safe cracking thing. Right, I think he it should... even comes up again later too. Yeah, it does because. Um... 
Because I think Sean said something like, oh, this was probably a test heist so they could, you know. No, no, no. no. I mean, like, in later episodes. Like, it's referenced again his love of safe cracking, I believe, in another episode. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, like the, the fact that they didn't mention that again, like I, I didn't pick up on that. And, and I'm glad you did. Again, you're you're proving my point, son. Um, <laughs> it's a but, Casio. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but this is where we get another great uh, little Sean uh, soliloquy here. Right. Uh, that's the word of the day. Soliloquy was on my calendar uh, and where Jules is pissed at Sean. He goes, am I, am I in the pound? Could Gus be in the pound with me? No, what? no, no, no. He's like, <laughs> at least I'm in the yard. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. in the yard. <laughs> Jules, Jules, am I in the pound? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can Gus be in the pound with me? Why am I in the pound? Also, great visual gag. Another one that you don't realize is from this episode, but it's over my shoulder here, where Gus is like, "Can I go?" And then he slides out of frame, oh, yeah. and then they show him sliding back in the frame. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It's a good gift too. I think it's uh, if you type in like Gus slide, it'll be on your uh, yeah gift thing it'll be it'll be yeah i gotta start doing that that's that's a great one and then so sean goes so we can be adopted together like a pair of weenie dogs oh inseparable <laughs> weenie dogs I love. oh that's right <laughs> so we get uh you know we see large scale uh construction equipment and drills have been stolen and so you know frank seems to think okay they're planning something big guys they're you know you know they're, they're in on it so like okay hmm let me see. My father, who's a con artist, is in town. A guy gets broken out of prison. My dad knows who he is. Oh, he just so happens to know they're planning something big. Oh, jeepers. Could this guy be in on it? Now, there is this is a bit of a red herring, mm-hmm. but like this should have been more than enough to say, get this fucking guy out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, put him in the cell. Hold him. We got it. You know, anything like uh, it was just, again, not my cup of tea. So what we also get here back at the station is a Ken reference. They can reference Ken, but not safe cracking magazine. I know Ken is great though. Um, I, if, if I were to do a psych movie, it would be um, crazy. Gina Ray pack would be in it oh, for man. sure. Maybe oh, killer. Ken. Maybe just like back in the scene, maybe Gus is dating her and Ken, Ken needs to be in the next psych movie. I don't know if he's been in anything since, but he's, hilarious in the show i love that they referenced him i don't think he's back in the show i think his last episode was the halloween one yep. but ken's great ken is great uh and give me a route give me some ralph macchio too. bring him back Ooh, you know, he was in, in he was in one of the movies he was wasn't he i think he was in the second movie yeah oh jeepers man i gotta rewatch those mm-hmm. um but they called ken something for like sean completely butchered his name it was fucking hilarious um and so we get some frank and lassie bonding um which <laughs> right which i thought was a little out of character for lassie but then more i think of it no it's not because he he sometimes and he kind gets... of the whole time is like how does your dad know about this stuff yeah but lassie will kind of do that right because there'll be some episodes where he's super serious super mm-hmm. dick super prick lassie and then there's episodes some other oh, episodes like the chief's sister yeah and he's more aloof and he's a little so mm-hmm. i guess it's it's not out of the character but mm-hmm. i just I, I didn't like this episode, Billy, so I don't want to like this. Hey, okay. fair enough. <laughs> so Sean has a vision, uh, you know, what the gang's next target might be, and it's a coin show, which mm. makes sense. You're right. it, it, It's all adding up, right? It's like a classic Scooby-Doo episode. And so, of course, Gus is a coin expert. Spoken like and... a single man. 
<laughs> so it sounds like a man who doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and then Sean asking uh, the coin show guy how much a dime was uh, and a quarter is worth. I actually thought again it was pretty funny. This guy, he's been in a bunch of things. He's in like the Good Place as well. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, what's his name's husband, right? Yeah, he's Kevin. The Chiefs. Yeah, his delivery is always on point. He's fantastic. Yeah. But when Sean goes. How much is this puppy worth right here? And he goes, exactly 10 cents. <laughs> How much will you give it for us? And his delivery of two nickels, maybe 10 pennies, or just a different, different dime. dime. That, like, that is psych humor to a T. Like, that is a perfectly executed joke. And I think he pulls out like a quarter <laughs> yes. or something. It's right. awesome. And and not only is 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 the uh, the dialogue, but to, again, it's the way he delivers it. Oh, he's great. Even like Him? the you you wrote down one of his quotes. It's like, what is it like? Butter my biscuits and call me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Butter my it. balls or butter my buns and call me a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh shit! Did I write it down? Oh yeah, butter my buns and call me shocked. <laughs> Unbelievable! But- like he's so good. But that that line from him, that back and forth, was better than anything Frank delivered this entire episode. Like William Shatner is not, and I love I love actor. I love Bill. But well, I mean, know, we just... all do because you know he did the uh, fucking uh, <laughs> what do they call that? Like lounge singing of yeah uh, of, David uh, Bowie. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Rocket. I want to. I want to say I always want to do Skyrocket and Flight Afternoon Delight, but he did Rocket Man. Funny thing uh, about that song, that was my that was my ringtone for my wife for the longest time. Oh, really? Yeah, what yeah. afternoon delight or Rocket afternoon Man? delight? Yeah. Oh, nice. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her that on Saturday. <laughs> I know that. But so, like, we talk him real quick. Like, I never watched the original or really any Star Trek, so I don't really know much about him other than like he's famous for being William Shatner. Like, he's yeah. famous for being just like a like not crazy, but like almost a caricature of himself after star trek he just became like he's william shatner like he was he's basically just... like yeah he's kind of like what christopher walken has become exactly but christopher right. walken is way more oh established. Yes. yes i had this argument real quick i had this argument with somebody they tried to tell me that applebee's and cheesecake factory are on the same level um no i think they're both think chain the point... restaurants Right, which is the only similarity between the two. Right? Right. Like I w- William Shatner I w- and Christopher Walken are both actors. Right. Yes, yes. Christopher Walken is is a much more talented actor, is a much more talented song and dance man. Mm-hmm. Right? Fat Boy Slim video, right? Um Christopher Walken is great, but like Christopher Walken over time has become a character. A character mm-hmm. so, that William Shatner has always sort of been that just campy, over the top, you know, uh, you know, kind of guy. Sweaty fat guy. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> what we all strive to be. Uh, so what we get here at the scene at the at the, the coin show because they're talking to the guy who's running it. Uh, is he he just sort of says, "Oh well, we've had some electrical issues, mm-hmm. so we've had to hire some outside help." And they go, "Well, that's important information, buddy." So they got to go track these guys down and they interview them, and they just seem like regular run of the mill independent contractor guys. Uh, yeah, bop, 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 bop. 
Um, but he says, uh, you know, Dershon says he was paid, you know, for the layout of the expo. So now, like, some pieces of a bigger crime, you know, are starting to come together. We get to the I coin. I hate the station thing, by the way. Which is so, which is what's the, the station? interrogation? Oh, yes. The, again, yeah. this is like Jules does a good job in the interrogation, but Frank's dialogue to get her in there. I knew a girl who could blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like yeah. that sucks. I agree. Like that, all of the Frank stuff piled together, not good. Yeah. And he was the focus of the episode. Let's, let's not so like. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so we're now at the coin expo. They're getting ready for the crime to go down. Frank seems very nervous. Mm. Why is he nervous? Like, okay. All right. What's going on here? Uh, and, and this I did like, right. Cause a good heist, a good heist, son of a bitch. I'm, I'm in. in. Um, what we find out here is that the coin expo thing was a diversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real penny uh, was never actually at there. We find out that it was kept someplace else. And we see Kevin. I'm going to call him Kevin because that's that's his character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the coin guy. Uh, all of a sudden, it's just taking whippets off his inhaler, oh. and he's sweating bullets. And we find out the place is actually being robbed. It's the place where this very expensive penny is actually being um And I'm going to uh, call it held. Sharp Storage, which isn't the one from this episode. It's the one yep. from the Shark episode. But they robbed a different place, not the one that they were, you know, obviously the coin show. He uses decoys, all that stuff. So... This to me was a good twist. If like Frank was a better character and things were going well, his dialogue was better. I would have actually liked this because I was not expecting like Frank to pull a heist and someone else to pull a heist in the same episode. You know what would have made this better? Never mentioned from the get go that he's a con man. Ooh, you can like kind of slip you, it in. Yeah, you could have you. You could still have Jules and her father never speaking to each other because her dad was never there. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell us he's a con man from the beginning and then you start to get all these pieces together, then all of a sudden, holy shit, that's a great okie doke. But the fact that I know that he's a con man right from the rip, I know he's involved. It's just, okay, how is he involved? And you know, with a show like this, there's going to be an okie doke on the okie doke. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what I mean? Like I was taken the writing took me out of this episode from a plot point, uh, plot, plot perspective, right from the rip. And I think that's like my biggest, my biggest, real biggest beef with it. Uh, because like I said, <laughs> we chuckle a lot. <laughs> just, I'm just reading. Oh, Frank, you suck. <laughs> so <laughs> the station. Yeah, we're back at the station. Frank's ejected because he feels like he let everyone down. Um, he's doing a good job at showing remorse here. Uh, but the crime scene photos reveal a clue. And Sean notices a birthmark on one of the thieves that matches a, a birthmark that he saw on Tito Nagasaki or one of the one of the Frank's two caddies. Yeah. And this is where we realize, oh, Frank, you suck. You're in on it. You, you. Yeah. And uh, what I will say from a plot point, right, is that. I did like the second part of the okie doke, which which we'll get to. Like, okay, that's good, but it would have been that much better had I not known he was a con artist from the get go. Get go. So the guys go back to the chateau. They see Frank, the caddy, the electrician who was, uh, you know, who has been interrogated just a few scenes earlier. They're all talking, 
and Sean gives Frank an ultimatum. He says, come clean, or he's going to tell Jules. Uh, and this is where we get a reveal on the earlier side. Usually it's safe for the end. This, we still have a bit of time left, Bri. Yeah, spam, spam them emojis, Bri. We love it. And we find out that it was really Frank behind the job, and he did it because he had the perfect patsies. You find out that the, the prison break guys, that was just perfect coincidence. He was never going to really rob the penny until he heard, okay, I could do it and blame it on those guys and get away with it. And I, I did kind of like that aspect of it. That was a good little okie doke. But again, don't tell me he's a fucking con guy from the get go. If we think that's really his chateau, and Sean then goes back there and then sees the electrician in the caddy and, and then puts it together. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. You would have had to play some sort of like shell game with jewels and have her reveal to Sean that he's a con man later on or like her. Don't be let jewels let, let jewels find out then that he's a con man. Nah, she'd probably know. Right. All she needs to know is that he's a deadbeat dad and that he was never there. He's That's a detective. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, like, <laughs> it could have been done better, William. It could have. I, it could. I still agree with you. You could have hit it longer. You just would have had to. Because Frank is. That's the other thing about this episode that is a little odd. Frank's in the station a lot. Frank's getting redemption a lot. There's like three, like four or five times he messes up. Usually you want to stick to like three. So right. it is a little bit odd in that sense. It would have been tough to hide it. I think you could have, and I think it would have made a much better episode for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're back at the station, uh, and suddenly an anonymous tipster says where to find the penny. And Frank tries to plant the penny on one of the known criminals to try and kill two birds with one stone. But again, corny Jules is like, huh? I know someone who used to do that similar trick on me when I was a kid. Um, and also Jules walking in there. Oh my God. It was the perfect bus. We did this. We did that. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. a little bit too easy. She's too good of a detective for that. And again, the Frank thing is what kind of ruins it. But again, Jules, a plus stuff. Yeah. Great. Again, what, her best episode. For show, for show, for show. Uh, so we're back at the psych office. Um, you know, we find out the police had to let the suspects go. Um, however, Frank, you know, uh, the, the, the dude that Frank planted the penny on was part of the initial crew that broke Jimmy Fitz out of prison. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, we just talked about all that stuff. So, yeah, I just. But what they find know. when they go through his hotel room or wherever the hell it was is random concert tickets. And Sean also saw that that oh, was right, a right, thing. Right because they were casing a place which was the actual thing which i thought was the good okie doke because frank sees his opportunity as the yeah, yeah, yeah. when their actual focus was this so that's when you're like there's, there's also another thing that they could have let us in on that like frank actually was planning something because yeah. that comes out of nowhere which is good but it's also like nah, kind of convenient so then yeah. they figure out that the actual thing is the concert sean and gus are there together Right, they're talking yeah. about um, you know what to do. Frank's there. Is this when he's hugging him, going like, "You're a flawed man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this <laughs> which is which I liked. Like, yeah, this is another part too, and and, and I was a little scatterbrained there for a second, but I, I I remember why. Like, 
we get the reveal early and then there's still a big chunk of the episode left. To well, go. there's another there's the actual heist that they were originally planning for Jimmy Fitz. So they right. still go on with it after the guy gets busted out. And Sean finally learns his lesson. He's pissed off Jules enough. He knows he can't do that again. So when Frank's like, let me come get my redemption, he's like, no, you need to beg at her feet. Not today. They go on the actual stakeout. Frank shows up, almost ruins it. But actually, which I thought was a decent touch, kind of figures it out. Right. But this is this is the issue I have. And is that all of this comes after the reveal of the penny, right? The The entire episode has mm-hmm. been revolved around this penny. We get the reveal of that penny. And then when, when finally it all happens, there's still this last chunk to go that I'm not very much interested in because like I was so like they had, they had me, the viewer so wrapped up in this story that I felt like, Oh, there's still more to go. Let's squeeze all this in. When well, the because they didn't, yeah, I agree. Because they didn't yeah. let you know. Like the Frank planning his own thing kind of comes out of nowhere. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, what a dick. Like, I thought yeah. he was here for his daughter. But it makes sense. He has the motive. They should have just shown it a little more. But I actually do really like the takedown. So he comes in. He apologizes. We get that yeah. shitty speech from him. Yeah, Jules does a good job of you already missed it. Then we get the stupid recap of the moments or whatever. And then, you know, they see the guy talking into his hand when he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Then I love the 103.1 being yeah. the positive soft rock fan that you are. Is there a right. station? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I did really like the idea of just taking out the driver, driving them back to the police station and then ganging up on them. Yeah, that, that was a cool little little scene there. Like, I, I did enjoy that. Right. But like I needed I needed more build up to that. I needed. You know, it just it, it felt very truncated and rushed. It was disjointed. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah. And so that that really like, OK, whatever. This is an episode for me that is outside of watching it for this episode. I probably won't go back and watch this episode ever again. If we're being I honest. would watch the first 25 minutes every time yeah. I've watched this probably like six times in the last two weeks. The first 25 minutes has all the funny jokes. For the most yeah. part. Yeah, that is and true. It's pretty fast paced and the coin stuff, the coin stuff, I'll never get sick of the fucking, yeah. I don't know, 10 pennies, maybe two nickels or just a different dime. Like, a that different is... time. That's the one that gets me is just a different dime. Um, the end scene here, I, I, I did like and I wrote, oh, damn, Jules, because she comes she comes in hot you know, for her own party, Ooh. man. And 30, 30th birthday for Jules. Are we sure about that? But damn, damn girl, damn. Good blue dress. Um, And and, and Sean confronts Frank. Um, uh, Frank, uh, you know, puts the penny back and all that stuff. So, like, okay, we get a tidy tidy wrap up here. Whatever. This this episode (laughs) had had some funny moments for sure. I can't wait for the, is it two old men with Henry? Oh, my God. That is. That's an episode I go back. I've been watching some older psych episodes just to, like fall asleep to because I have to go to bed at like fucking eight o'clock now. Uh, and it's like, I know what I don't have to pay total attention to it. But that is one of probably the most it might be the most underrated psych episode because Jeffrey Tambor 
unbelievable in everything he's in. I actually have to watch yeah. the Gary Shandling show. I've heard he's incredible in that. Oh, really? Him, yeah. Him in Arrested Development is one oh. of, I've made a huge mistake, everything he does. <laughs> and I know that's mostly a Joe, but even when he steals it about uh, having sex with Kitty, like <laughs> he is one of the all-time actors. And now knowing, like, with the knowledge I have now watching this, that, like, that's Jules's other dad. Makes sense. It, it just, it, 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 it makes Frank so much less. But Frank, yeah. I just feel like it was miscast. He just, like, he's a yeah. good get, I guess, for USA. But, like, it didn't fit. Not that I think somebody else would have delivered those lines any better because the lines were kind of crap. Right. But. Yeah, you could have you could have almost yeah, you could have gone with a nobody really. Mm. Um, didn't didn't necessarily need a guest star, uh, but anyways, let's get on to the next segment of the program, William. I keep tonight, I keep tonight. I keep tonight. Warm. You're red hot. I keep tonight, yeah. I keep tonight. You're warm. You're red hot. <laughs> Billy two times. Billy two times. Uh, Thundercats, ho baby. Uh, oh. So- <laughs> Oh, so for me, like, yeah, we've kind of talked about the different things. That are funny. I loved <laughs> Gus's just matched up the town and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Gus's Southy impression. It is so fucking bad. Oh, it is <laughs> That sounds like what do you say? Like uh, a leprechaun and fucking yeah, oh, something I, else. I, oh. Yeah, I can't remember, but it is it is it is so fucking bad. And I I would love to know like. What the script notes there said? Did it just say Gus does Southie accent, and then you know he just runs with it, or like did he go through like did he just start doing like wild off the wall, <laughs> not even close impressions? So they said yes, that <laughs> that one. was like Mr. Ed if he was Irish. That's the yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It was oh, fucking... can't side. Fuck yeah, it's like, it, it's like Jimmy Stewart drunk doing a mr ed impression that's pretty good actually yeah yeah, it was terrible uh we talked about the coin could you know sean's speech uh henry getting the shaft when he's like he's like i wish you were my little league coach oh yeah yeah. he's like sean i was your little league coach that short fuse bald guy was you like that fucking killed me yeah that was that was a great little line uh and then the pound bit was pretty Uh. good um, and then you wrote no safe cracker magazine for least memorable moments. Yeah, fucking stupid. Like that. Yeah. It was a lot of lead, like all of Frank's dialogue kind of sucked besides yeah. the autotrader.com. But like the no safe cracker thing, like that literally is one they of the, the first gimmicks in the show's history. Yeah. They overlooked that. They missed it. They dropped the ball big time on that one. Cause that's the episode. I think they, they dropped that for the first time. It's Gus's first nickname, Peter panic. Like that was mm-hmm. the episode that started like a lot of the tropiness. Yep. Um, Although so I think that... the super sniffer is an episode two in spelling bee, but I think they call it the super smeller. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. That's correct. Which uh, I, well, actually, I watched Billy Madison yesterday. Oh, no shit. Movie. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Uh, favorite characters are the same for both of us. We went with Sean. I mean, this was like he, although he, outside of the coin guy was the was the bright spot of the episode. Behind every great man, <laughs> it's a great great one. woman. <laughs> and that woman for me. <laughs> uh, oh, the so sophisticated. Cool. Uh, what is it? Full forehead stallion named Burton. Oh, full forehead. It kills me. And she's. <laughs> 
black and she can dance. And she can dance. That's the way. And she can dance. Absolutely fantastic. Um, let's see. He's rich. He's awesome. He's powerful. He's none of those things. Uh, oh, so, so we were made... were made fools of. Only happens every seven days. They do this a lot lately, referencing the fact that they're a show. Yeah. Like we yeah. solve a case once a week, sometimes even on Christmas. They do it yeah. again. Like they do, they start doing it more and more in the later episodes. I think it's even like the one where they like are brought to like the conference for like psychics or uh, consultants. But oh, like yeah. they start to reference the fact that they're a show. Yeah. yeah which yeah. I love. And like it's, yeah. it's in like funny ways, like every seven days, once a week. We've solved a yeah. hundred cases like on their hundredth episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Cause they, again, that's what makes this show so great is that it never takes itself too seriously. It knows exactly what it is. It's mm -hmm. playing right to its audience and it, it's, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I love this. You're a con man. I prefer confidence, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Foghorn needs Lethorn. Uh butter my buns and call me shocked. And then you add a few here. Yeah. These uh, were all, Reference the NBC news anchor Brian yep. Williams absolutely kills me. Uh, <laughs> a small list of things uh, we want for your party. All I see is Carrie Busey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do Gary love Busey. the ginormous ponies that we're just calling horses, apparently. Yeah, because then, then Jules goes, No, no ginormous ponies. Apparently, they crap everywhere <laughs> and really expensive to rent. Spoken like a man with no girlfriend. You can say that about me now. It is. Oh, stop it, Billy. It, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna find you a nice broad, don't you worry. Um, with with <laughs> oh, Woody! Good news, the white powder is not cocaine. <laughs> that thumbs up is the best. Uh, running gags. I think there was a pineapple in the chateau, probably. Um, you know, but nothing. No actual pineapple that 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 sticks out. Uh, we get a couple of Gus nicknames in this episode. Uh, we get Bob Jones, Ingle mm -hmm. Woods, um, uh, and then oh, and then I put these in the wrong place. Uh, these are obscure references: uh, Robin Hood, AutoTrader.com, The Town, Gary Busey. I put those. Those obviously weren't Gus's nickname. We even get a come on, son. Did we? Yeah, when he's like, uh, "Why don't you let him drive the blueberry?" Come on, son. What am I gonna drive? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Come on, uh, the the word play was with the giant ponies, which which I thought was hilarious. Uh, we both did one of the one of the few highlights of this episode. Um, no real Henry, you know. I mean, just him going. I was your little league coach, um, but other than that, Henry really didn't factor into this episode. Yeah, DJ Cram saw DJ Cram today. Turned his back into a Ritz cracker. Um. Mm. And so, yeah, that is it. How many? How many pineapples, William? I'm gonna go six point three five. I liked this episode. I can watch the first twenty five minutes because there's a lot of good quotable stuff. Yeah, I gave it a five and a half. I could be talked to five point eight, but I don't want to be. So I'm gonna keep it at five and a half. Did we miss the creamsicle? I think we did miss the creamsicle. Boom, boom, boom. Muffins. Yeah, where's the creamsicle in the notes, man? Did I hey, remember two or three weeks off, we're rusty. But we're at the uh come on, son. Come on, son. Get that body with that bowl. Come on, son. <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna drive me nuts. One second. 
uh, I am derailing the show here. Yeah, I, I deleted the word creamsicle when I was writing my notes, though. So. We got it. Boom, boom, boom. Muffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muffins. So what do we got coming up next week, William? We have an episode that is also classically not one of my favorites. It is a Gus, like, full-on Gus episode. It's the tale of Gus. Meh episode yeah. in my mind. I watched like five minutes of it because I was watching uh, it on Amazon today while cleaning the house this episode and it kind of rolled like I have it on loop on like the player that I have so it just keeps playing the same episode. I remember this episode being okay. We get the dude from Drew Carey uh, who's the... Diedrich Patter. Um, yeah, he's the dude from um, Napoleon Dynamite, the fucking yep. karate guy. Break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. <laughs> so, not one of my favorites but again i i thought i hated this episode currently that we're talking about the uh in for a penny and i actually wound up loving it ish yeah so eh, we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see. see how i feel watching uh the tower of guests as well now there's another character in this uh, in, in in the tower of guests the an actor who was in the another suicide. episode yeah 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 he was and the I telephone think guy he is and i think he might be in one more episode i think his name i think he's like either um he's got he does something with the show i don't know if he's Must like be, uh yeah. uh whatever because i looked at the name and i'm like oh he, he definitely has a role in the show he's either friends with one of the guys whatever but um he's in a couple could, of episodes it could be like characters. the guy he have no honeys <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh this is also the episode and keep an eye out for it and tell me if you see it the episode where we see sean spencer wearing spanks oh okay i have to keep an eye on it because we're we're in peak fat fat Sean here. I love it. Before he husky. slims down, I told it. He's husky. He's husky. Uh, this whole time I thought I was an extra large. Turns out I'm just a medium. <laughs> Bobby medium. Hill, baby. Uh, so, uh, with that said, Billy, where can all the people in this wonderful world find us? Anywhere you like, but mostly on any of your podcasting platforms. And not only us, but you can find the Dork Shared Universe. It's in entirety. Go on Facebook, too. It's us, uh, Pineapple Boys. You know, I've heard it both ways. Your other podcast, TLDR, which is getting featured on comic book covers and back pages blowing up the world. Uh, your co-host, Fryer, who's getting married this weekend, and we will both be in attendance. Uh, his other podcast, TLDR, PCP, which is now just a screen podcast, so... <laughs> every year every other year some previews some reviews we'll be there uh mac and goo dork streamers when they stream did i miss anyone uh no but i want to point this out real quick kimberly brown mcneely in the chat here says she believes that dude is a director or a producer and i believe she is correct I probably a producer uh if if i remember looking it up correctly but yeah he's in a couple episodes and uh I, I, he might be in one more of this i'm not entirely sure but Anyways, that'll do it for us, William. I'm excited for Friar's wedding uh, this weekend. There's going to be a lot of dancing, a lot of eating. Some good Hopefully food. his fiance is excited for it, too. <laughs> well, she's got time to back out. That's, you know, she's, she's running out of time. She's hitching her they start of that four wagon. hours in between the fucking <laughs> ceremony and the, the the party part. But We got pictures to take, okay? There's lots of, lots yeah, of I've taken wedding pictures before. It doesn't take that long. But either way, <laughs> me and Wes will be painting the town whatever color we can in the yeah. hours of two to five. But what do we got next? Well, you say something, then I do something. Okay. Well, uh, until, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll lend this little TLDR style. You ready? Until next, until next week, Billy. 
Keep it sexy. Leroy Jenkins. That's not what I was supposed to say. No. Frank says that.